Hello, everyone, and welcome to another weekly recap with the class president and the class clown. We are your Medera nerds, Marcus and Rico. Now, first off, I want to start off by saying, um, giving a shout out uh, and condolences. Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth II. She was 96. She passed away. Uh, what was it? Like two days ago? Yes. Two days ago. Uh, she was uh, she was 96. She lived from 1926 to 1922. And she reigned from 1952 to 2022. Now that is 70 years. The longest, I think, monarch ever that they've had. Uh, and just for some perspective, she went through 15 prime ministers, 14 U.S. presidents, and seven popes. Just to, like, drop a little bit of, uh, you know, put, put into perspective some of the other world leaders that she outlived. Now, something I found uh, that was really cool about her was her full title. Now, I'm going to do my best, but her full title was Elizabeth II. By the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and of her other realms and territories, Queen, head of the Commonwealth, defender of the faith. So again, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Now, into the news. Uh, we had our Apple event on Tuesday, which was September the 6th. Uh, did you watch that live, Marcus, or did you just... Uh, Watch it uh, after the fact. I saw it on mute because I, I do have it on mute. Um, it was during school, so I had it on mute on another computer, and obviously that was it was just playing. So when I would go and kind of look at it, go and kind of look at it every once in a while, whenever I had a chance, I would. But for the most part, it was just you know whatever whatever was coming out, whatever was coming out. I missed most of it, but I did see the general stuff during my lunch. Yeah. So just to uh, name like the big things that were announced, uh, they did announce the iPhone 14. We're going to be getting an iPhone 14 and 14 Plus, as well as the iPhone iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max. Uh, we also got the announcement for the Apple Watch 8, the Apple Watch SE, and the Apple, Apple Watch Ultra. And they finished off, I believe, with the AirPod Pro 2. Uh, anything there, Marcus, that you think you're going to pick up or interested in on the fence? I do need a new phone. Because I am rolling with pretty old phone, pretty data phone, so I do want a new phone. But out of everything, what kind of piqued my interest is just the uh, AirPods. I know I use my AirPods a lot, and I still have the original first ones that ever came out, had them for years, and they're still solid. They're they're they still last. The only issue I'm having with them is mainly just the battery, I guess. Um, on one of them, kind of the battery's already dying down. They don't last as long as they used to. But again, for being X amount X years old, it's it's awesome. So. I'm looking to upgrade to into those also. Not a big fan of the, well, it's just me personally. I don't wear accessories. I don't really wear stuff like that. I know I've always been something just for the kind of the workout uh, aspect of it, but I couldn't get over the ECG um, mechanic that the Apple Watch was kind of doing. And, you know, that was intense. And I'm always for um, revolutionary type stuff going into just health. So I thought that was awesome. I thought that was huge the way they just kind of, you know kind of showed off the different ways of Apple Watch can help you know with your health whether you've fallen whether you've been into an accident that was a crazy I was like dang that was that's it's cool that's cool and stuff so again just being safe I, I like that approach being safe being healthy um, living that lifestyle so I thought that was actually cool to see also 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, much like yourself, I am also interested, very much interested in the AirPod Pros too. I do have the original AirPods, not the, or I have the OG AirPods, but the second version. And I also do use mine a lot, but I would like to probably make the jump to the Pro 2 once they come out. Uh, I'm also in the market at this time, like for a new phone. I don't need one, but I'm getting to that point where I want one. My battery has kind of started to degrade on my phone a little bit. So uh, I'll, I'll see like when it becomes available at the time, like how how everything's going with my phone. And we'll see. Uh, it's It's a maybe. The 14 for me. Uh, we did not get on the iPhone, the USB-C, which I was hoping for. And we didn't get anything about an Apple band, which both of us have been hoping for, but, yeah. uh, we'll keep, we'll keep our eye out. We'll see. Now jumping over into anime, uh, really not too much, but, uh, we have Aniplex on LineFest is going to be happening on the 22nd of this month. No, on the 24th, the 24th of this month. I'm sorry. Uh, so what, I'm, I'm not sure what to, to expect out of that, but I know it's a, it's a big one. Yeah. Anything usually, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I kind of knew you were going with this. I was like, I cut you off early. Yeah. Aniplex online. Usually you see a lot of the stuff. Uh, Aniplex is known for their brew releases or figure releases, uh, what's coming out, what's, you know, what's going to be adapted. Um, all it, it's, it's a big fest that's going to go on. So expect to see new adaptation, new adaptation, non-spence, expect to see new figures, uh, uh, dropping, especially some that um, they typically do drop like on Crunchyroll, the Crunchyroll website. Expect to see stuff like that also. Um, I don't know if Good Smile Company announces anything during this time. I don't think they do. I, I might be wrong. Uh, but I don't think the Good Smile Company does release anything as far as figures. And also, again, anytime, you know, Blue releases, stuff like that usually also come into play. Limited editions, collector's editions, all fun, super cool, collectible stuff to keep your eye on. But majorly, 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 New anime adaptations. Keep your eye on that one. So let's see what's going to come out and what they're going to grace us with. So excited for that. So another big thing is uh, Jump Festa's uh, 2023. Info is supposed to be coming next week, I believe, in issue 42. So that'll be for next year's uh, yes. Jump Festa. Uh, I would imagine, is it is it a physical event? So it'll probably be maybe announced. The last one, I don't think was, obviously because of COVID and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Jump Fest, is, Jump Fest is another one of those, but this one is more towards their, their magazine, um, kind of what's coming in, what's coming out, um, get ready for, you know, final arcs, get ready. Here's, you know, they start promoting the new stuff. Um, also other anime adaptations that might be coming out, uh, manga adaptations, you know, manga news, you know, heavily, heavily, obviously with, with, in regards to that. So I expect to be seeing a lot more announcements also during that time. So uh, the One Punch Man manga is returning from hiatus on September 22nd. I know that's something I keep up with, so I'm excited that that's going to be coming back. Uh, we also got the announcement that Berserk, the Golden Age arc, is scheduled for October 1st. It is going to be a TV edit of the film trilogy, which will have enhancements. Uh, I would imagine that's going to be it's going to be visually enhanced, maybe some really nice and remastered audio. Some uh, scenes, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, uh, additional scenes possibly. So uh, we'll be looking out for that October first. Uh, then Bleach, the the thousand year war arc, is going to be releasing on October 10th. It is going to be a four core series, and I think I saw that it's going to be a simulcast, right? Yes, usually I'm sure it is. 
which was a worry like about about it right yeah. with it being uh, on disney plus yeah but it's gonna we're we're good I, i'm i'm was more than positive that was gonna happen but we're good okay so uh not too much in the in the anime world this this uh time around i guess it's kind of just like the calm before the storm because uh october is shaping up to be a really big uh month for anime we have like we mentioned now that berserk is coming out we have uh we have uh when is spy family is it spy family this month that was october beginning of october okay well spy we have spy family chainsaw man my hero uh, one of Marcus and I's favorite, Welcome to Demon School. Uh, which, which other one had we mentioned that's coming in October too? There was, I think, eight, seven or eight when we discussed them last night. Um, but I know there is a lot coming out. And just because we are ramp, we are getting ready to finish off the summer fall, I'm sorry, the summer schedule to make way into the fall schedule. So obviously once we hit into the fall, more of those announcements will come into play. Uh, expect to be seeing, you know, just reviews how things are, are moving on new openings new endings and i do like to typically kind of go into those reviews and kind of give first impressions um and just let you guys know what's how how these anime are viewed by the internet and by other people and more or less whether they're going to be successful whether to keep your eye out be cautious stuff like that so um yeah october is going to be amazing because again we are getting about six seven or eight of them and we can only think of four or five, but I know we talked about that yesterday and there was a few. Um, off the top of my head, besides the one you mentioned, uh, can't really think of them. Well, I mean, there, I mean, that's plenty, especially just with the... Mob, Mob Psycho is the one I think I forgot to mention, right? Yeah, Mob Psycho is another one. So, uh, I mean, we just are looking forward to them and October shaping up to be a really good month uh, to jump back into anime uh, and meet uh, finally meet uh, the characters from chainsaw man and see what that's all about for those uh that watch and don't read uh the hype behind that one has been huge blue i know lock. From, uh, random I, blue lock that's that was another one i'm looking forward to in october that's the one for me anyways that's another one but anyways you were saying <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll be we'll be looking out for that and uh it's an exciting time coming up here soon yeah so, so with that there's a lot of more news for sure so with that, we'll jump over to gaming. Uh, the first two things I wanted to touch on were for the PS5. Uh, the first one is that a PS5 update is now giving players the option to use their PlayStation at 1440p resolution. This is something that was missing from their console for a long time that people were wanting and wanting, something the Xbox had that they didn't have. So uh, a lot of people believe that it's like the optimum way to play games, 1440p, that sweet spot between you know 1080 and 4K, uh, it helps you in terms of like your refresh rate and uh, all that. So that's a nice that PlayStation is going to be able to get that. Uh, also with PlayStation, they re they announced that they're making a gray camo collection, which uh, the console, controller, and headset are all going to be gray camo. Uh, I'm not a PlayStation owner, but to me, they looked awesome. I've always loved like the camo style controllers. Uh, headsets, consoles, stuff like that. Uh, that appeal to you at all, Marcus? I mean, when it comes to controls, I, like I said, focus, I don't even focus more on color. Unless it's a purple control, or unless I need a control, but as long as I can play, I'm happy. Um, I usually don't go into the whole elite stuff or to the whole um, edge stuff, like I mentioned. Um, but yeah, no, 
Not for me, anyways, because as long as I get to play, I'm happy. <laughs> okay, so my my favorite uh, my favorite controller I've ever owned was actually for the Xbox One. It was a blue, like a dark blue camo controller. It was beautiful. So uh, I think I actually think they remade that one not too long ago. I just haven't uh, ha- I haven't had the need for a controller, so I haven't uh, gone and bought it again. But that was my favorite. A dark it- blue camo control. Yes, for the Xbox. I have a I have a weird blue control that I bought. Well, I bought it because you know my last one broken, and when I, well not broken, but I sent it in. So I needed a remote to play Elden Ring because I've been obviously mashing the hell out of the left bumper in that game, left mm-hmm. bumper, right bumper. So it kind of started sticking, and that's you know I don't roll with sticky buttons. So I went to get it repaired. In the meantime, I had to go get another control, and I did get a weird blue metallic. I don't know what the hell kind of control it is, but it is nice looking. I don't know yeah, what look, it is though. Yeah, look, let me send you the one that I'm talking about. Wrong thing. Uh-huh. So I am going to send you this so that you can see what I'm talking about. And it came out wrong. I'll just keep moving on. Yeah. So uh, Microsoft is coming out with a new Elite Series 2. It's going to be called the Core, and it's going to be only in white. And it is going to be $130 down from 180 So I think I read that the difference here is that the Elite that you buy the expensive one is going to be it comes with like a little charging case and it comes with other accessories if you want to switch out your thumbsticks either make them longer or it comes with like the concave and convex i think is what they're called uh tips uh if you like the feeling of the you know the caved in that the xbox typically goes with or if you if you like the size or the feeling of the way the PlayStation controller is more like where it's like popped up. You could switch to those kinds of sticks. I believe it also comes with different uh, paddles. So the difference with this core and where you're saving those $50 are you don't get those extra accessories. You just get the basic uh, thumbsticks and the basic paddles. And I don't think you get a, you do get a charging wire, I believe, but you don't get the charging case. Uh, sticking with Xbox, an Xbox executive is ready to show off Fable, but they're trying very hard to wait until they believe the game is ready to go. Well, just I know give that's me big something. for you. Give me a snippet. Give me something. I don't. I don't care if it's a ten-second trailer. I don't care if it's you know uh, a spell. I, just give me something. Throw me a bone, man. I'd be. It could be two seconds. Just, just hype me up, please. Hype me up. So. Um, I know Rico posted that news, and when I saw it, I was actually super excited. Again, anytime something Fable comes out, it's just um, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, hoping to see more of it coming soon. So next up, we have a Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty DLC coming in 2023. Uh, for those people that like that game, uh, more content coming next year. It had its uh, little uh launch that was controversial especially on the what they what people still call current gen consoles but at this point they're kind of like last gen consoles so uh since the launch it seems that the game has massively improved uh you know that hurt it a lot at the beginning but uh, they're continuing forward with dlc making new content so that's good to hear uh call of duty Next event, the Call of Duty Next is what it's called. The next event will be on September 15th. We'll get to hear probably more about uh, Modern Warfare 2 and possibly Warzone 2. 
is supposed to be launching this year still. So we'll hopefully get some news there about uh, a date and uh, maybe get a little bit of gameplay. Who knows? Uh, today, actually, before Marcus and I jumped on, the Overwatch League were having their finals of the Summer Showdown, and the Dallas Fuel have won the Summer Showdown. Uh, it was a 4-0 sweep of the San Francisco Shock. Uh, the Junker Queen meta has finished. Hopefully, at this point, uh, they'll make some adjustments to her and some of the way she interacts with some of the other characters. Uh, it was kind of a... I wouldn't say a boring meta to watch, but uh, there was not a lot of variance in terms of like picks. It was always Junker Queen, Lucio, and that. Brig. We knew that was going to happen, right? Like, you know, and when we played it, we just, all we kept saying was Junker Queen, Junker Queen. And I know we always try to be kind of optimistic, you know, hopefully they're not that, but Junker Queen was just, obviously, in, and obviously in the hands of, of the pro gamers and stuff like, yeah. like come on, man. <laughs> well, the, 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 thing, the, thing, the thing that happens is that, yes, she was very strong, but... And, and there's always heroes that are very strong, like depending on not just the hero itself, but the interactions with other heroes. For example, like the Winston was real strong when Ana was very good uh, because like they just play off each other so well. Right. Mm -hmm. And the big thing here was just the, the continued sustain from Junker Queen, Lucio and Brig. Like you could not beat that combination. And what happens is when there is a meta in the overwatch in the overwatch league where there it's the same heroes every single match every single map it just becomes like oh it's more of the same you know right. what i mean yeah uh, it becomes redundant and people just get turned off of watching because there it's just uh it's it's still cool because you see the way the teams work together and it was very much like a team oriented meta uh over like a uh like here's uh, go ahead and go make a big play DPS and where we get to watch them do something crazy. I mean, there there was still some of that in today's match and it was a good one. Uh, but the Dallas field just dominated and uh, it's going to be nice to see something different. Uh, I do not believe we get another uh, stage until the Overwatch League playoffs. So by that time, we'll, uh, Overwatch 2 will have launched, which will be on October 4th. So... Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. And with that, Overwatch 2 uh, revealed that the new heroes will, in fact, be on their battle pass. And they did name their new healer, which is going to be named Kiriko. Uh, so I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, them naming... Well, them, first of all, saying that the heroes will be on the battle pass. That was met with a little bit of controversy. Some mm. people were not happy about that. Uh, you know, the first thing, whenever a new hero comes out on Overwatch, the first thing people want to do is jump on it. Try it out. Yes, Let me yes. try it for myself. So the possibility of it being locked behind something or uh, they did say that it is going to be on the free battle pass. It's not going to be one that you have to buy to be able. It's not going to be a buy the hero kind of thing. But uh, to have to put in some time to be able to use that hero and not be able to get your hands on it right away is what people are kind of like annoyed at. Mm -hmm. uh, so much so that a lot of them are refunding. I heard that a lot of people are refunding their Watchpoint pack. And oh. Blizzard is like honoring it. What do you think of that? Uh, I don't understand. I mean, I get it. And I, and I get why Kiriko, you know, being locked behind 
a battle pass sucks because obviously you just want to get on, you want to play, and you want to try out the new character, and you you, you want to jump in the way we always jumped in. And I guess when it comes to battle passes, that's always been my gripe with them is obviously you got to play to get the rewards and stuff like that, which is what they push for, right? And then you get the premium battle pass, keep playing to get the rewards and so forth. Um, but a lot of people, and, and, and it's, it's a good bunch, right? There's some casual players out there who play sparingly. So the fact that they cannot try everything when it comes out, it, it's it's going to bother them, you know? And in, in my case, like I do work, you know, I, I come from work and I, you know, when it actually drops, yeah, I'll be putting in time during the weekend, but I'm not going to put in as much time during the week. So like, if I want to play as Kiriko, I'm not going to be able to jump straight into it initially. Um, but how come, how come people are, what's the point of, of, of asking for a refund on their watch point pack? What, what are they trying to do there? Uh, I think they're just kind trying to like show their their dissatisfaction with this and that they're 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 not happy with this because also keep in mind that Kiriko is not the only new hero coming to Overwatch 2. Yeah. Because because we've played the beta, we're familiar already with Dunk Junker Queen and Sojourn. But I would imagine they're probably also gonna be on the battle pass. That so, yeah, yeah. ultimately I'm so for so for people, for well, I was just going to say, like, for those people that didn't play the beta like we did, there's going to be three heroes locked behind this, not just one. Yeah. So that, Possibly. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure exactly, but I think that's probably where we're going. And it's, it's a simple fix. Like, when it comes to heroes and stuff like that, maps, like, those are something that sh- I think should be readily available. Because, I, because we get the watch point pack because, like, you and I, like... We like skins, we like the cosmetics, we like those things. We want to get points for later, we want to, you know, get those things. But something as driven as as your characters and as the maps and stuff, like, they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, lock the maps behind a, a Battle Pass 2, are they? Because think about it, that'd be kind of atrocious because obviously you wouldn't have access to the map. You see, same concept. You're not going to lock out, lock them out of the map, so why would you lock them out of the character or the player? I, I, I don't, I agree with these people. I'm actually on board with this just because... You know, just give them, give us just free reign to do what we want, at least with the character, because you can lock whatever. I even said, I'll be the first one, hey, there's a $40 skin I like. I'm going to get it. You know what I mean? I'll be the first one to say. But once I have to start paying for characters and stuff like that, then that sucks. And, and that would suck because the character and the maps are supposed to be part of the game. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think they've said anything about maps, but I mean, just the characters. Oh, no, it, it, I mean, it's, it's just it, an example. It's just an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it's kind of becomes this thing where it, it kind of depends to me where on the battle pass this falls. If, if the characters are like you unlock them all at level one, like you play one game and you have all the new characters, like it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now, if it becomes like a grind, if it becomes a you either grind or you pay kind of thing then it's like whoa like that that could be then i'd be on board like no that that's a little bit of a problem i think we kind of just need to wait and see like where this falls if they adjust uh or if it's just easy to get them like people will just you know that that'll nip all that uh little yeah controversy in the butt if it's super easy to get you know you play one game or maybe you log in and you get like five levels just for logging in and boom, you have all the, all you have like those characters on like level one, two and three, like mm-hmm. it's not a big deal, but uh, we'll see, you know, we're not far off. It's uh, less than a month now. So we'll be looking at that. Uh, so jumping into some other news, uh, we had a new Pokemon 
Scarlet and Violet trailer. Now, I'll touch on a couple things that we saw there. Uh, there was a little tidbit on the side that I noticed right before they show us Team Star, uh, where our our trainer is battling, but he's battling with a Pokemon right in front of him, and he also kind of throws a Pokemon off to the side, and like there's another battle going on there. So I'm not sure if there's going to be some sort of like indirect battles or like live world battles where you're going to battle similar to what, what we did like in Pokemon Legends Arceus. So we'll see. I, I thought that might be something that people missed a little bit of. So we'll see what happens there. Now, <clears throat> in going to our back to our three storyline thing that they talked about with uh, with earlier versions of the Pokemon uh, Scarlet Violet trailers, uh, one of the first ones is going to be centered around Team Star which is going to be our evil team in this game. Uh, and it's going to be led by a character called uh, Mela. Did you see her? Oh, yeah. She looks fantastic. Yeah, I thought she looked awesome, too. <laughs> they're, they're, knocking, they're knocking these these designs out of the park, man. They're true and true. Fantastic. Man. I thought it was awesome. So then our second storyline, which is supposed to be centered around the Titan Pokemon, which was revealed today well, uh, on that day, too is called Cloth, and he is essentially like a giant stone crab. Uh, he is the Titan Pokemon, uh, and that's supposed to be another storyline that's centered around gathering certain materials. I forget what they called it, but it has to do with that uh, upperclassman that was like a chef or, uh, or likes to cook and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that looked pretty cool. What do you think of that Pokemon? Intense. And I know people are already comparing them, and in my case, I was thinking... Um, I was thinking of alpha Pokemon because they were just so big and it looked like they were different sizes. And I think that was the first instance where I saw like this massive, massive crab like you know, desert, which honestly, again, looked amazing. I, they're all they're honestly knocking, knocking these uh, Pokemon designs out of the park too. Um, but yeah, totem Pokemon came to mind. Alpha Pokemon came to mind. And there was a guy who had mentioned online that in like different translations, the same translation that is used for totem Pokemon is the same translation or is the same word that they had to use for this one in in that language. So now I'm kind of curious as to if there's a reason behind just, you know, how, why they're, some are bigger than others. If they're going to be like that, if it's not going to be like that. So that's something that kind of piqued my interest when, when Clough was uh, introduced. So that was kind of cool to see just, you know, because we were a big fan of alphas and and Pokemon Arceus. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I hadn't seen that. So thanks for bringing that up. So the third storyline was going to be uh, the League Championship. So that one, we got introduced to the League chairwoman named Gita. Uh, so big there hair, was, don't care. Yeah, big I was going to say, care. which the big <laughs> highlight of her was like her big hair. Uh, kind of gave me like, uh, even though it's the, on the dark side, uh, she gave me like the hair reminded me of Nejere from uh, My Hero. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I like that. Uh, and then we also, it showed us that along that path, the gym leaders challenges are going to be back from sword and shield where in this one, they show that you have to like go around collecting like sunflora or something like that, mm-hmm. something along those lines. And, uh, we entered, we got introduced to another gym leader, Brassius, which is going to be a grass type gym leader. It looked awesome, dude. Honestly, did, like he, I said, man, he looked awesome. He looked like he was using like maybe a vine or something as a whip of some sort. His, his hair was thorns, dude. You see his hair? Yeah. That yes. Epic massive man, dude. Look at these, look at these, these gym leaders, you know, and, and they're taking liberties with designs overall, making them a little bit more 
Pokemon E because and, and and for and I'm thinking Sword and Shield, a lot of those guys for the, maybe the exception of Pierce looked relatively normal, and these guys do not. There's always some weird little thing going on with with this generation, so it's kind of cool to see. And, and I'm kind of curious. It's just just you know um, the the was it the region that we're in, um, the Paldia region, yeah, the Paldia mm-hmm. region. Is if it's something to do with because I think of I think of you know Spain, Spanish, you know you know our Hispanic um culture and stuff like that and we're very extra very decorative a lot of colors a lot of just all kinds of stuff so i'm kind of i'm kind of curious as to if to as to you know the connection between hey they're thinking spain and spain you know they they you know when it comes to their festivals also just very vibrant out there so um i'm, I'm kind of curious if there's that connection as to why these these uh character designs are just vibrant so it's cool it's cool to see man I, i've actually enjoyed every trailer that's come out yeah, and uh, something I thought that was really interesting, too, that they show, like, with his gym battle is that, yes, he uses grass Pokemon, but also with our new mechanic, he can also switch some of his Pokemon to grass Pokemon, which he does with Sudowoodo. Yeah, <laughs> somebody had mentioned, oh, look, he's finally a grass type. That was pretty funny. So uh, that's going to be cool. And let's see what other Pokemon are going to be changed also uh into their respective gym leaders type along the way. That's going to be a cool thing to look for. Mm-hmm. Now, probably one of the, probably the most hyped part of these trailers. Uh, we got introduced to two new Pokemon, both fire Pokemon, uh, both night type Pokemon. Uh, the first one being a fire psychic Pokemon by the name of Armorog, And his, um, what do you call it? His signature move is going to be called Armor Cannon. And it is going to be very powerful. And in, you know, kind of as the downside of it, it's going to lower your, your defense and your special defense. Uh, much like Close Combat, the move Close Combat that a lot of fighting type Pokemon carry. And, uh, I mean, talk about an amazing design. And talk about being, like, being awesome looking. Now, if he looked awesome... Cerulege looked awesomer. And oh, he dude. is a fire ghost Pokemon. And his signature move is called Bitter Blade. It is a lifesteal move, which steals uh, HP from the Pokemon it attacks. It, I think typically like they steal about half damage. So, I mean, both phenomenal. Night Pokemon, one ghost, one psychic. Uh, what are your thoughts on those two? They were... Awesome looking, and and both of them, both of them are great. And I just, I know the reason. Again, I am getting violet, so I was kind of happy to see that the color palette for Cerulege Edge was intense, and obviously the dark colors and stuff. But not to knock, not to knock anything from Ar- Ar- Armor Rouge because he looked amazing too. Um, and I know they had been teasing and talking about these humanoid new Pokemon, and they had kept saying a, sire, a, a fire swordsman or a swordsman or something like that. So obviously, this is those those leaks that had kind of transpired and, and came, what came out of them, but. They looked awesome. They looked awesome. I think what didn't uh, the ability was ability or a move. I think I mentioned it right now, right? Sarah Ledge has misery, bitter, bitter, bitter blade, bitter blade, bitter blade, mm-hmm. bitter Which, blade. And I thought it sounded awesome. And I was like, I can get behind that emo shit. So I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting that they it, I, I'm not sure if they're going to be related in some way, if they're going to evolve from something and be like different paths, kind of like the way it is with him on Chan, him on Lee. But yeah. Or if they're going to be rivals in some way, or I, who knows? But they're they're both awesome. Uh, I thought 
I thought I also thought Sir Ledge was the was the better looking of the two. Not to take anything away from Armor Rogue, I thought his like uh, his move Armor Cannon. He puts like his arms together and shoots out of a cannon like something out of Mega Man, dude. It's crazy. real Mega Man. It looked real Mega Man, dude. Yeah. Even, even the side, even his Buster looked like a, a Mega Man Buster. Yeah. So uh, also sticking with Pokemon, uh, they also announced that we are going to get a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet OLED Switch, which will be launching October uh, November fourth. Which looks amazing, by the way. I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not, on, I'm not on board. Like, I mean, I'm on board because it's Pokemon, but I don't know. I like, I like the uh, the paddles, or I like the Joy Cons. Sorry, mm-hmm. not paddles, Joy Cons. And I even like the what do you call it, the stand, but the back. Like, I don't know. Really? It's weird. It's weird to me that the that that art on the back. I don't know. I'm just not about it. Well, keep it. Keep in mind that when it comes to these. Um... When it comes to special editions, just in general for switches, you don't see anything, anything like the art on the back. You're usually given maybe a very light palette, a very light texture or something. Even like the Splatoon one was the Splatoon design, but it was all black and looked like like a faded gray. The Animal Crossing one, same thing, nothing really going on there. So this Pokemon one is actually one of the first ones I've seen that's actually taken liberties and just given you what looked like a full more, you know, mural just blown up in the back of the switch which i thought was amazing and i thought that was the coolest part the front looks amazing i i disagree with you there i think the back just because of the liberties that they took that in fact that it looks just they they did something with the back which i think mm-hmm. looks amazing um i think they knocked that out of the park so i thought i thought just in general i thought it was awesome i'm not going to get it just because there's no reason for me to to switch unless you know Breath of the Wild 2 drops, and then they have the super limited ultimate collection, then I'll go, go ahead and buy that one, right? But <laughs> no, I, if, if, if these are, the, if these are the, the designs that they're going to be kind of looking for, you know, to in the future, I'm super about it, man. If there's a Zelda one and they have a design just like that on the back, that looks just, just like a giant, you know, a mural of just your, of your, of your dock. Whew, oh, man, I'm for it, dude. Good things to come, I hope. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think if they would have done... Uh... A little bit more like color and not just outlines in the back. I, I think I would have liked it a little bit more. Yeah, but I I, 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 I guess I guess I, I, I guess with the console, like it's just hard to do being that like the front is just like a screen or like the I, I'm about the dock. I, I just to me like the back. It's just a weird thing, but it, it comes with the console with with how it's made. Uh, the Joy Cons, I actually really like having different color Joy Cons off colors from you know just the basic ones. Oh yeah, uh, they're real nice too. The, so the, they had the little emblem there on the on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it would have been a little bit more colorful or like the color filled in, like then I would have been like, yeah, yeah, this is it, this is it. Uh, I don't know if I would have bought it, but I would have liked it more. <laughs> yeah, same thing. I'm not buying these things, but I'm just you know giving my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So sticking with Pokemon, we got confirmation that there will be a shiny Eternatus distribution uh, in the U.S. at GameStop beginning September 18th. So uh, on uh, head out to your GameStops on the 18th to get a shiny Eternatus. Uh, and for in terms of codes right now, we have, uh, I think, Gengar, Ash's Gengar is still going on in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And Ash's Farfetch just started on the 9th and will be running through September 22nd. Not Farfetch, Surfetched, I'm sorry. So uh, just look it up. Look up Ash's Surfetch. It'll give you the code. You input it in your game and you get the, the card for the Surfetched. And he'll be on your team. Now, uh, the last thing for gaming was we did have an Ubisoft forward. I won't go into everything, but uh, just some highlights that I felt like we should mention. 
the division is getting a a new season. It is going to be centered around a new manhunt. So if you're still into the division part two, you know, look forward to that. Uh, it's usually pretty fun whenever they come out with something new. Uh, the division Heartland is going to be a new game. It's going to be free to play, a uh, 45 player PVPVE experience. I believe it is going through a closed beta right now. And I think they have plans for an open beta. I don't think we have a date yet, but that's coming. Now, another big one, probably the big one from this Ubisoft forward was uh, the Assassin's Creed presentation. Now they have plans like going forward, like quite a while. And it has a lot of people excited, fans of the series or people that have never played the game included. Uh, the first big thing is Valhalla is getting a DLC. Uh, the second thing would be that uh, Mirage 2020 is coming out in 2024, 2023, sorry. It is going to Baghdad, and it seems like it's going to be one of those games that's going back to the basics of Assassin's Creed. If you like the earlier, the earlier games, uh, stealth and all that kind of stuff. They did also talk about four upcoming projects. Uh, the bigger, the two bigger ones, I thought were Code Red, which will be in feudal Japan, which is something people have been like begging for for a long time. One of the big ones is Marcus. I know I've heard him talk about that several times. The other one is a Netflix series. One of the other ones there is a Netflix series that they're going to be working on. So thoughts on that Ubisoft forward? Anything I missed that interests you? Or things to add there? Yeah, well, just to kind of highlight the uh, codename Red, uh, Sanskrit Red, where it's supposed to be set in feudal Japan. Uh, you're supposed to be a shinobi during the historical period. Uh, I know the fans have been just wanting this and wanting this, and I haven't played an Assassin's Creed since part three. It was the last one I played. Um, I played part one, I played part two, Brotherhood, Revelations, part three, and then one of the spinoffs. I forgot. It, was, it, was like a, it wasn't a game, but it was the Ezio um, ending for him. So I did kind of get into all those. I stopped at part four, which I, is supposed to be the weakest out of them. Um, and then I totally missed the ones that came after it. So I was telling Rico yesterday, wait, man, a hey, of Japan, if there's an Assassin's Creed game that's going to pull me back in, it's going to be this one. Um, I still haven't played Ghost of Tsushima. So strange enough, I did kind of started getting some parallels and stuff like that, especially when things like that are always, um, you know, the that uh, Eastern culture vibes kind of going on in there so uh but yeah feudal japan is what we're getting it looks just the 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 visual looks amazing i'm actually going to keep my eye on it and maybe this will be the game that kind of just pulls me back in so we'll see uh the other thing was code name code name hex not sure what uh was it or was it hex or jade one of them supposed to be mobile it's a not mobile one jade that was, jade, jade, the mobile jade, one? jade is the mobile yes okay then it's code name hex which is the one that they're not sure um what time period is supposed to be an historical time period that I'm actually very um, interested in. I don't remember it was what the, the 14th century, six, it was one of those 6th century, 14th century type things. Um, and all I can think of was just that the time period in general, whether it's the, the bubonic plague or whether it's just, you know, the kings and stuff like that. Uh, I'm thinking King George and, and things like that. So we'll see um, more with more information on that. Definitely. We're going to keep our eyes, eyes on that. We'll be reporting on that, but yeah, super excited for, you know, the, the future anyway. So let's just kind of see where we go with this. Yeah. Something else uh, that I didn't include here in my, in my uh, list, but I feel like I have to mention because I've been so hooked is a uh, NBA 2K23 is out. Uh, if you're a fan of that game, awesome. Pick it up. It's a lot of fun. 
the next gen version in particular has made a lot of improvements. It is frustrating, but once you get to once you get through the initial frustration and start to create your character, it becomes fun. You know, yes, it's a game that it has a lot of uh, microtransactions and stuff like that. But if you're a big basketball fan, you know, give it a shot. And if that's not your cup of tea, you know, stay away. So check it out, pick it up, stay away, your choice. Uh, jumping over to TV and movies, uh, one of the sad ones that uh, we have here at the beginning is Wednesday on Netflix has been delayed till... Sometime in November, December. No date yet, but it was kind of going to be like that perfect thing for them to release in October. But it's looking like it's or it's not happening. Not looking like it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I tried to find like a reason, but I couldn't find anything. Just that it needed to be delayed. So it was uh, something you and I are both looking forward to, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rings of Power is officially Amazon's most successful premiere. 25 million people in the first 24 hours. Now, it's been unfortunate that it is a, it, it's been getting review bombed everywhere. But uh, I think they did take some kind of measures to kind of negate that a little bit. But I know Marcus and I have both seen the first two episodes. I don't know if you got to watch the third one already. Not yet. I'll be watching it later. Either before or after, probably after House of the Dragon. Yeah, so same here. I haven't watched the third one. I'll probably be checking it out tonight at some point. So uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully they continue to make something that I know Mark, Marcus and I both enjoy. It seems like critics also enjoy it. Uh, this is supposed to be the best episode yet from what I've heard. So Ooh. we'll see. Uh, Netflix is rebooting the Teletubbies. Uh, something that my sister used to watch. My sister. My sister, Selena Lopez. Love you so. Uh, used to watch when we were little. So let's see how that uh, how that goes. It's gonna it's gonna be introduced to a whole new generation of kids. So that's exciting for anyone with kids, little ones on the way, nephews, nieces. I know we're both uncles. Uh, so Morbius is also on Netflix. Uh, I thought this was pretty cool, pretty exciting. Marcus and I had an idea where we would do like some obscure reviews for the podcast. I think this will this might be our first one because like just it became like it it, it, it was yeah the notoriety that's the perfect word just the the hype behind the movie then the disappointment behind the movie then it became like a meme to where people demanded that it come back they re-released it it flopped again like it, it, it's been on a trip and now it's on Netflix so we can all watch it. We have no excuse not to watch it. Right. So we can check it out, maybe do our little review, you know, and now kind of like knowing what it is, like, you know, we're not going to be too harsh on it, I'm sure. So uh, we'll be checking that out. Something else that just came out on Netflix this week, too, is uh, Cobra Kai, the new season of Cobra Kai. I think season five. I've been hearing good things. I'm a big fan of the show, so I'll be checking it out. Uh, I was supposed to start it yesterday, but I. Like I mentioned earlier, I've been hooked on NBA 2K, so that, that, that's that been on the back burner. Now, the rest of the news for TV and movies is going to be coming out of the Disney 23 Expo. Uh, the first thing of note to me was Inside Out is getting a sequel. Have you seen that movie, Marcus? Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Great. Phenomenal movie. And it's supposed to be 
following our same uh, main character that she's going to be going into her teenage years and experiencing new emotions. Uh, that sounds that sounds awesome. So, I mean, you can imagine <laughs> it's probably going to be intense. Now, uh, jumping into a little bit of uh, throwback stuff. The Lion King is getting a prequel entitled Mufasa in 2024. What do you think of that, Marcus? Uh, this is the live action stuff just in general has never really kind of caught my attention strange enough. And again, I don't think I've even seen any of them. Never seen Aladdin, never saw Bear and Beast. And I, I, I never saw, I never saw them. Um, I've, the only one I've ever seen was actually the jungle book and it was good, you know, but for the most part, I just, I, it was, I, I don't know. Maybe I just have found one that I liked, but I'm not sure if I'll be checking out the prequel either, the Mufasa. Uh, I did hear that James Earl Jones is not going to reprise his role, and I, I kind of figured just because you know he's up there in age, and um, and a, a project like this would, I'm sure, you know, take a, take a good while to kind of get through, especially since Mufasa would be the main focus. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 on the fence about, and I've been on the fence about these live actions, but obviously they're doing well because they keep making them. But just me in general, um, won't ever watch one, so not a really good source for these ones. Yeah, they're 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 a tough one, like for a lot of people, because I know like they do take liberties with some of the the movies and uh, people. It, it's a very complicated thing to do when you're remaking an animated film, because do you make it exactly the same, in which case people aren't happy or do you change some stuff, in which case people aren't happy? So it's a tough one. Uh, they're, you know, I'm super nostalgic with all things Disney, so I'll be checking them out. I, I try to watch all of them I can. I think the only one I haven't seen is Mulan. So I need to check that one out. I'll be watching this one and talking about things changing and people not being happy. We got our Little Mermaid trailer. Uh, which I thought visually looked amazing. And on top of that, the actress that we have playing Ariel sang and whether it's just her voice or whether there's like some editing or some stuff in there she sounded phenomenal i did see the trailer for this one and it was more just because i still remember the controversy or whatever and honestly the trailer was out of all of the ones i've seen damn this is good it looked good it, it it looked a little darker in tones and stuff like that which i'm always up for just dark things um but the actress you know she was getting a lot of flack uh you know, because, oh, it's not Ariel, it's not Ariel. And obviously her sort of skin color, they started, you know, doing all these comparisons, but it always blew my mind. Cause I'm like, you're, you're getting mad because of a Disney movie and not where the source material is legit from the, whatever, ah, uh, what is it? 14th century. It's from me, man, long, long, long time ago, a Hans Anderson or whatever. So I'm kind of thinking like, uh, uh you know, it, it just blew my mind, but the trailer looked amazing. Um, the visuals, it, it sounded great. It looked great. It was, it was, it was good. And that actually, if you're, if you're a fan of just these live action films, this is actually one of the ones that looked amazing. That's because my favorite one is Beauty and the Beast. And I didn't really see that one. I saw bits and pieces of that one. So, yeah. So ultimately pe some people just don't like change, uh, especially like with characters that they love or have nostalgia over. So some of it is that a little bit of it is like the, some people are really upset with the skin color of the actress they chose to play, uh, play Ariel. But of course, if the movie ends up being good, that kind of negates all of that. And, you know, that's the best thing they can do. Put out an amazing movie to where they're just going to shut people up. 
because I I think it was on track to be one of the most disliked trailers like on on YouTube. So that was pretty crazy. <clears throat> so uh, I'm I mean I'm cheering for both of them, uh, Little Mermaid and Lion King prequel. Uh, we did also get some news on the Thunderbolts, which I was interested in, but uh, I didn't really know much of who the team was going to consist of. Now we know that it's going to be Yelena, Red Guardian, both from the uh, not Scarlet Witch, Black Widow. There we go, Black Widow movie. We got Bucky. We have Ghost, Taskmaster, Val, and U.S. Agent are going to be our team that which, makes up the Thunderbolts. Which honestly, that's a hell of a cast, man. That I mean, is I, a hell of a cast, yes. And, and, and it's funny because it's like you know these whether you call them A list actors, B list actors, whatever the fact like like these guys like they're good, man. They're all good in in their own roles. So it's gonna be awesome to see and what direction they they go in, you know. So kind of curious. I, I'm kind of curious to see where they go with this and what kind of uh, themes and and stuff they go with. Because obviously, I, you know, I don't think it'll be a comedy thing, but it could be. So we'll see. See what see what we get. Yeah, I could see the comedy thing working, like with the interactions between the characters and them not being like these goody two shoes Avengers that we're used to seeing. Yeah, because I'm thinking of um, Suicide Squad. Yeah, I was so. think I was getting those same vibes too. How yeah. they all they've all had like their their time. Some of them have have even been villains before. So we'll see like what liberties they're able to take and not do like the right thing always. But maybe some of them want to kill somebody, and no, we can't do that. Or like, yes, I can. Watch me. You know, that kind of thing. So we'll see. Uh, Captain America, New World Order, is described as a paranoid thriller. Now, I'm excited for this because it's going to be something different. And I think, like, the consensus is, prob- is probably still that Captain America probably is the best series of movies in the Marvel Universe, I would say. I don't know if you agree. It's not my I, favorite, but it's probably the be- the most solid. It's It's the most consistent that they're up there, yes. I agree in that yeah. regard. So I'm excited that they're going a different direction. Obviously, we have a new Captain America. Uh, I don't know if you've watched the Captain America and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. but yes. uh, check it out if you haven't. And uh, that's going to jump right into this, I'm sure. Now, uh, Daredevil, Born Again, is going to be filmed in 2023. It's going to be an 18-episode series or season. I'm sorry. And based on some of the things I've heard, it's not exactly going to be a direct sequel to the Netflix series. They just described it as it's not really a season four. It's kind of like a whole new thing, but with a new with the same cast. Yeah, essentially. I don't know if they'll I don't know if that means that they're completely like. Like negating all the stuff that we've seen before, because I think we do have certain characters coming back, like outside of obviously we're getting a. Uh, our two main characters back. So we'll see what direction they choose to go. It seems like they are talking about maybe making it a little bit darker, which it was already like dark for a Netflix Marvel show. So uh, I'm excited to see this again and excited that we're getting uh, Vincent and Charlie Cox back. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, We got a little bit of news about the story. Kang is reportedly going to take uh, a hostage and is going to make Scott do something for him that involves the quantum realm. And it is supposed to lead really perfectly into the new Kang movie. So I'm super excited about this movie in particular, because in, if you're not familiar with the Loki series, which I've talked about several times already on the podcast, 
we got our first iteration of Kang as uh, He Who Remains by Jonathan Majors, and he knocked it out of the park. So I'm super excited to see him here. I'm super excited for his movie. And I'm also a big fan of uh, Paul Rudd. So We also, jumping over into Star Wars, we had the Mandalorian Season 3 trailer, which I still haven't watched. But uh, have you, Marcus? I have not either. So it's, Ma- it's Mando. So like, do I, do I even need to watch the trailer? I'm gonna watch, we're going to be hyped about it anyways. Yeah, so I'm probably going to watch it immediately after this. Uh, so we got that, and it's going to be coming out in February 2023. So it's also right around the corner. We're already in September. Then uh, in sticking with Star Wars, John Favreau has said that Ahsoka is Dave Filoni's magnum opus. Now that is crazy, like high praise yes. for him. Uh, we did also get confirmation that Ezra from the animated series Ahsoka's Padawan is supposed to be confirmed for the show and is going to be played by Iman Esfandi, is his name? So uh, that's something people have been, a character people have been asking for for a long time and uh, goes supposed to, I'm not too familiar with the with the series, but I know he's supposed to tie heavily into like the Grand Admiral Thrawn storyline and all that, uh, which we did get name drop at the end of the last season of uh, Boba Fett, right? It was in Boba Fett, not uh, not Mandalorian. Then the last thing was uh, Tales of the Jedi is going to be another animated uh, series. It's going to consist of six shorts. Three of them are going to be centered around Ahsoka, and three of them are going to be centered around young Count Dooku, which I was super excited for. I was always a big fan of Count Dooku. So I'm excited to see that, and that will be on October 26th. Anything else that you uh, wanted to comment on there from Daredevil, Ant-Man, Mandalorian, Star Uh, Wars stuff, or something I missed that caught your eye? The only thing, and there was only one thing, was um, the Wendell and Wild Trainer. Uh, Mm. Because I I, I like Henry Selleck a lot, a huge fan, Uh, Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas actually being one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. So Henry Selleck is and Jordan Peele and their vision that's going to start with uh, Keegan Key, Michael Key, Jordan Peele, um, Angela Bassett. And honestly, it looks intense. It looks amazing. I saw the trailer and I was just geeking out over it, hyped over it. Uh, so I hope, it, I hope it does well. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's Coraline, Coraline vibes, straight up. Got to gotta give it a watch. Uh, so I was really actually really excited about that one in particular. Um, I know they also had dropped the uh, the other one was a Black Adam trailer that kind of dropped. I think I don't know if we talked about that last week or not, um, but just to kind of give it a heads up again, um, it is going to release on October 21st. So I'm actually excited about Black Adam, too, because, again, people, for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, for what it's worth, uh, The Rock Johnson, um, I like his films just because you know what you're going to get. And they're always a trip, you know, so I- I'm excited, especially for this one. So it's going to be great. Yeah, and there was a there was a couple other things too that I didn't highlight because uh, just you know so we keep it into the things that we're really looking forward to. Secret Invasion also got a trailer. There was the one about the wolf, uh, the werewolf character. There was some Star Wars stuff. Uh, they announced the lead for Star Wars Acolyte, which, which is going to be uh, Lee Jung Jae from uh, Squid Games. What's, yes, the the guy from Squid Games. Uh, there was that other Pixar movie Elemental also coming out. So. We just talked about a few things, things yeah. touch here and there, yeah, that we're excited for mostly. 
and honestly, uh, the closer it gets, so you know, we'll, we'll be highlighting these and stuff like that because you know these are just like the first announcements. So whether you get more trailers, whether they get more announcements, the closer it gets, we'll be highlighting those also. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, that's it for this week's recap, and uh, we are going to be doing a new format where we kind of separate our news and our discussion. We will be having a discussion this week too. It's going to be centered around video game music. So if you want to check that out, check that out. It'll I'll be uploading these uh, today, Sunday. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. You have a good one. We'll catch you on the discussion podcast if you're going to be joining us for that one. But thanks. Thanks for listening. Later.